authority that has been given to them by Almighty God so that they can turn this situation around to, to man's good and give God all the glory for it in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. He just He's calling people. He's calling you to get back into right position. He's calling you to get back into the place he told you to be. He's calling you to get back under the word. He's calling you to get back in the house he told you that you were supposed to be sitting in. And what do you need to do? You need to sit under and get the word of God. Why? Because you have let some things slip. Hebrews chapter 2 talks about how you can get to the point where you can begin to let things slip. And for a lot of people, when all before all this Corona stuff happened, they was on, they called themselves being on fire. But when, how do you really know what's going on with somebody when they get squeezed, when you get squeezed, then we find out what's really on the inside. It's kind of like chocolates. Sometimes, you know, you get those, you know, we call it, what is it? You want to call it a, a, a pot of luck or whatever the case may be. And it doesn't necessarily tell you what's in it. So what you got to do, you got to Maybe y'all don't do this, but this is what I used to do as a kid. And still sometimes I just kind of squeeze it just a little bit just to see what's on the inside. And that's what happens when test trials and tribulations happen. You get squeezed and all that stuff that you say you believe, it, you get squeezed. It finds out what's on the inside, what's really going on on the inside with you in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, you're pick, if you're giving up caving in and quit. This is this is the wrong time to get because I'm this message tonight. I'm telling you, it will it will change your life if you will make a decision that I'm I have ears to hear, my eyes are open to receive, and my heart is ready to receive the engrafted word of God. And that is a decision you have to make before the message goes on. See, a lot of times the reason why people come into churches or come into services, they don't get anything out of it because they haven't made a heart, not a head, a heart decision that, you know what, God, I'm coming to receive your word. And cause God can teach you. I don't care if you know the subject better than the person teaching the message. Guess what? Even in that situation, God can still teach you something. If you're open to hear, that's another situation that we see going on a lot, a lot right now is people coming in church. I know more about the subject than this person. So what do they do? They have hit their plateau because they say, I know everything there is to know about this subject. Can I give you a word? None of us know everything. I know. I know I said it, right? According to he, according to first Corinthians chapter 13, it says, we know in part, we prophesy in part. So you only know in part. I know a part, you know a part, other people know a part, but together, when we come together, we get the whole pie. But most people don't do that. What they do is they get offended. And when they get offended, they run off and they say, right, well, they're not teaching what it is. I believe I should be getting at this time. You know what that's called? In some cases, that's true. In other cases, that's just flat out pride. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Well, thank you for joining us here at Ignite to Life. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. It's my pleasure and my privilege to be here with you tonight. I, I'm telling you, God said time out for all that. Time out for all that. You, you, you can't afford to get caught up in that. You can't afford to let yourself get distracted. You can't afford to get to the point where you think you know everything because nobody knows everything. And can I share a word with you? A lot of what things that you think you know, you don't, we don't necessarily have it. You don't, may not even have it in a proper context, but you talk like you do. 
praise be to God. All right, well, here we go. We're going to start with our declaration, and we're going to jump right into the word tonight in the name of Jesus. I tell you, did you realize that who Jesus loved, who the Father loves, he corrects, not because he hates, he corrects because he loves them. He corrects because he loves them. Any pastor, apostle, prophet, evangelist, and teacher who is their, worth their weight in salt, if you love the people, you tell them the truth, not what makes them feel good, not what's going to boost their, make their, puff their head up and, you know, on a whole bunch of false stuff. You tell them the truth, even when you know it runs the risk of them get, becoming offended with you, even if you run the risk of them being upset with you, mad with you, leaving your church, leaving your ministry, whatever the case may be, you as a leader have a responsibility to tell people the truth. At Ignite, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm always going to tell you the truth, no matter what, even to my own hurt, I'm going to tell you the truth. Why? Why? Because I love you. Flat out. Because I love you. Even if that means that you will walk away, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Not because I'm made to, because I have to, because I love you. Love won't make me, won't allow me to lie to you. Love won't allow me to sugar it up for you. Love won't allow me to deceive you because God is love. And that love on the inside of me pours out and says, you know what? I love the people so much. Lord, I will tell them the truth. I will, like my mother in love said today, he is brutally honest. And she asked me a question about, she sent the picture about this dish that she made and she asked, try to get us to guess what it was and i told her what well, i was telling Ju minister juin but i didn't know she was going to tell her mother this i said well you know one of it looks like a cookie the other one looks like a jacked up crust on a piece of pie well it was a ladder of the two and it was a good laugh in the family and everything but at the end of the day you told her the truth you tell people the truth no matter what so make this declaration we're going to pray and we're going to i'm going to tell you the truth no matter what no matter what but i'm going to tell you the truth in love not beating you up not condemning you not judging you anything like that i'm going to tell you the truth in love in jesus name make this declaration in accordance as Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto me. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captain, open of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord of the avengers of our God, and to comfort all who mourn, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the children of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they... Talking about those who the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon. They shall build the old ways. They shall raise up the former issues, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we thank honor and praise you today. We give you honor and praise for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that no word from you is void of power. Now, Father, I pray that our preaching and teaching would not be would not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be in demonstration of spirit and power. 
Holy Spirit, continue to move up and down each and every aisle. Touch each and every household. Touch each and every listener who will hear this word. Let their lives be forever changed by your word. Father, I covenant with you for miracles, signs, and wonders right now. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. You say out there, amen. You know what that word amen means? So be it. So we're saying it so be it. Now, over the last few weeks, we've, we've talked about at the very beginning of the year, we talked about we're going to do it God's way. And we were talking about how, you know, if you want to get God's results, you got to do it God's way. Then last week, we were talking about how it works, talking about the word. It works if you work it. It does not work if you don't work. It is you and God in unison to bring about the results that God would like for you to have in your life. And man, we got to get one today. I mean, those were good too. So go back and listen to those because in order to, to stay on track of where we're going, you got to listen to those two in order for you to connect with what's about to happen today. Today, <laughs> when I got this title, I'm like, are you serious? You want me to say that? He says, this is the title of this message. If I was to give it a title, it couldn't be that simple. It couldn't be that simple. In fact, many people will say, man, it couldn't be that simple. And that's the thing about the things of God. The things of God are, are, are so simple that a child can do it. That's what he said. He says, the title is, it's so simple, a child could do it. It's so simple, a child can do it. And I'm going to tell you the interesting thing, I'm, I'm going to give you this example that actually played out with our, with our adopted nephews that's been going on for the last two years. And it's playing out. It's so simple that a child can do it. Now, I'm going to tell you, in accordance to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says, is there is a way that seems right. There is a way that seems right. In fact, you know, when you're seeing all the things that's going on and you're seeing the government doing all these things and the medical professionals doing all their thing and the, and the economic, you know, economic, the people who does economics and you're talking about all the people with the, you know, with the finances and, and they're predicting this and they're predicting that and they're predicting this number of people and that the hospitals are predicting this. There's a way that seems right. And they all believe that they got an answer and they got a solution. But how many people have noticed that through all these two years, it's like a dog chasing his tail. It keeps circling around the same wagon over and over and over, expecting to get a different result. It's the same thing. The same thing they were talking, they were talking about two years ago are the same things they're talking about today. Why? Because the way that they appear, this seems to be right, according to the to the experts, is not necessarily what is. The right way to do. In fact, it even talks about here in the word, it says in uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says this, it says, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death or the end thereof are the ways of destruction. You know, in Proverbs chapter 16, 24, it says this, it said, pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. He says, again, there is a way that seems right, unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So there are ways, there are, there are solutions, there are answers, there are there's methods that people are using that in the natural, it seems like it is the right thing to do. But at the, at the end of the day, 
the end results ends up in destruction. The end, it end results ends up in failure. The end results says it's it's a temporary fix. It's like putting a bandaid on a on a a, a, um, a major order and trying to make sure that it's going to stop bleeding. It's still going to bleed. It just is not bleeding out as fast. Now, earlier this week, I was in prayer with the Father. Just and actually, I, I was out of prayer. I was just going through the day. He says, would you like for me to tell you why most people's prayers don't get answered? And I'm like, absolutely. So this is what this is what he says. He says this. This is the word he gave me. He says, many have said, Lord, why don't I see the results from my prayers? He says, I'm confessing with my mouth. I'm believing in my heart. But I, I but God says, but I will say to them, that they don't believe what they said. For if they believe they did when they didn't see the results, yet they wouldn't begin talking against the very things they have prayed for. What did you say? He's saying that you say, I'm, I'm confessing with my mouth what I believe in my heart. He says the issue is, is you don't really believe what it is you say that's coming out of your heart why he says because what how do you know he says because if you did even if you hadn't seen the results yet you wouldn't begin to speak against what it is you said you prayed for he goes on and says he says that's called being double-minded and he says a double-minded person can expect to receive can't respect to receive anything from god why because they haven't settled it in their hearts not in your head in your hearts that what God has already given them and, and what they desired of him. He says, I'm always answering, but they're not always receiving because they break communication with me on what to do or what to say to bring it to pass. He says, they're also praying one way and talking another right after they come out of prayer. Your words are powerful. He says, your words have power and either activate angels or demons, bring in blessings or curses. So repent of your negative words and get back before me in faith and receive your answers to your prayers for the works were done from the foundation of the world. He says, hard. He also says another thing is hardened hearts. Hardened hearts also keep people from receiving from me as they won't. He says, as they won't receive any instruction on what to do to bring about their answers, I have given because they don't line up with what they, talking about the person praying, wanted or expected God to say or to do. So they will miss out on getting, they will miss out the great waiting on the spectacular. God says, I'm the same yesterday, today, today and forever. He says, I change not. So God said, hey, I, if you really want to know why you're not seeing the results that you're looking for, he says, one has to do with the fact that you, you say you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, but you don't believe what it is that you really have settled in your heart, because if you did, you wouldn't talk against the very things that you were praying. He also talked about the fact, he said, people are double-minded. You know, you, you pray one way, and then you, you walk out of prayer and talk the exact same way you was talking before you went into prayer. And he said, the other thing is, is people harden their hearts. They harden their hearts because when God gives you the answer, it may not necessarily be the thing that you thought God would expect you to do 
uh, you would he, how he would expect how you was expecting him to answer your prayer, and as a result of it, you won't receive the instructions on for on your for your part on what it is that you are supposed to do to bring about the results. So what you said when you said God when you said God we talked about this last week God your word don't work God said my word always works my word always works if you work it so today we're going to get back and talking about man it couldn't be that simple God says it's so simple a child can do it it's so simple a child can do it now in order to understand this you got to go back to what was God's original intent like even when we're talking about you know when we're praying you know talking about the prayer when you pray, people say that Matthew chapter 6 is the Lord's Prayer. It is not the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6 is a method or a pattern that Jesus says, you use this pattern when you pray. Actually, he didn't say, hey, disciples, pray this prayer. What he said is pray in this manner or use this method to pray. He says, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Who are you talking to? You're reverencing God who is in heaven. Holy is your name. Holy is your name, Lord. And this is where he, this is where it gets into our part. God, I'm praying that your kingdom, your rule, your reign, your ram, in other words, the governing influence of a king over a territory with citizens manifest in his nature his culture and his life in other words god i want your nature your culture your lifestyle to come i'm praying that your nature your culture your lifestyle comes and that your not my will your not my will father your will, which is your intent, your desires, your purposes, God's original purpose and intent be accomplished. So I'm, God, so I'm praying that your nature, culture, and lifestyle comes, that your original purposes, plans, and intent is accomplished, this will be done, your will to be done, where? On the earth, what is the earth? The earth is the territory with citizens. The earth is the place where the citizens are. What, what has to happen? In order to change the earth, you change the earth by changing the world's, you change the earth by changing the world's system, by letting the kingdom of God's system take over what's currently in the world. So if you want to change the world, or you want to change this system that's going on in the earth today, it's not a matter of just electing new officials. That's part of it, but that's not all of it. Because if you elect new officials who have the same ideology as the guy who came before him or similar to the guy who was there before, guess what you're going to get? Anybody want to guess? You're going to get the same results. Why? Because the only thing you did was change one person with another person. But if that person who comes into position has a kingdom of God mentality, who has the nature, who has the lifestyle, who has the culture of God on the inside of him or her, and they, their whole agenda is to get God's 
will, God's original plans and purpose accomplished in the earth and begins to change that system, then you begin to change earth. Then you begin to change the territory. And guess where you have to start? Guess where you have to start? Well, we're going to talk about where you got to start here in just a moment. But do you understand that? When you're praying, you're not praying that your will, your purposes, your plans, your nature, your culture, your lifestyle be accomplished. What you're supposed to be praying is, God, that your nature, your culture, your lifestyle comes and that your original purposes and plans and intents be accomplished in the earth, that your will be done in the earth, just like it is where? In heaven. So I'm, I'm praying to God that his will be done in the earth, just like it is in heaven. What would that look like? Just like it is in heaven to be on earth means that, that you will have heaven's government, the glory, the systems, the earth will be filled with the government, the moral values, the culture, the lifestyle that's in heaven today, that the people will have order, that there will be peace, there will be perfection, there will be joy, there will be love and worship and songs. Why? Because that's the way it is in heaven. You're, you're trying to get, regardless of where you're at, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in the States, whether you're in Israel, whether you're in Russia, whether you're in Iran, it doesn't in your home, in your community, in your province, in your nature. Your prayer is not, God, I want my will. Your prayer is, God, your purposes, your original plans be accomplished in this earth, in this territory, just like it is in heaven, that it has heaven's government, its moral values, its cultures, its lifestyle, order, peace, perfection, joy, love, and worship. Are you listening to me? You say, how do you know that that's God's original, original intent? Well, go all the way back to Genesis chapter one. So if you have your Bible, turn over to Genesis chapter one, I'm going to tell you, it's exactly that way. Now, Jesus was telling the disciples this when he was on the earth, when they asked, the question was, Lord, teach us how to pray. So if you're praying and you're not praying that God's will be, his kingdom come, that his will be done, that his nature and culture and lifestyle come, that his original purposes and plans be accomplished and, and will be done in the earth, in the territory where you're at, just like it is in heaven, then you are what the Bible calls in James chapter four, praying amiss. In other words, you're praying, but you're not praying according to God's perfect will. So God is under no obligation. I'm going to say it to you. Remember, because I told you I love you. God is under no obligation to answer your prayer. Why? Because you're supposed to be praying according to his will, that his will be accomplished, not yours. His will be accomplished. How many people know God's will is not to hate? How, you know, how many people know God's will is not for, for people to, 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 to dry up and die? God loves them just like he loves us. Now, by this time, you should have been able to turn over to Genesis chapter one, which says this. It says this in Genesis chapter one, verse 26. You say, how do you know? Well, I want to understand what was God's original tent 
and we're going to find out what was God's original attempt from the foundation of the world. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says this, and God said, let us, talking about God, the father, the Holy spirit and Christ, the son, let us make man in our image and our, after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the um, cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image in the likeness of in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, increase, replenish, fill up again the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Have dominion or have authority or have rule. That word dominion means have rulership and reign. Have rulership, God says, and he, what did he give them? He says, and let them have dominion, rulership and reign over all these things, all the, all the animals and everything, including the earth. So God had man, God gave man rulership and reign over the entire earth. And he says, now be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion, rulership and reign over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that creep, that moveth upon the earth. That was God's original plan. So how do you know that was God's original plan? Well, David also wrote about this in Psalms chapter 115, talking about verse 12. He says this, he says, you, he says, the Lord has has been mindful of us, he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord. Did y'all hear that? He will bless those who fear the Lord. That word fear means to, lo to love, to respect, to honor. He says, for those who are reverentially love and honor and respect the Lord, he says, he will bless them. He says both small and great. So it doesn't even matter what your stature is. The qualifier there to be blessed is that you have reverential fear, honor, and respect for God. How do you know you have that? By keeping his word. He says, the Lord shall increase you. I'm speaking this word over you and over your house right now. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Say, I'll receive that said he said said it again he says the lord told me to tell you that he will increase you more and more you and your children say i'll take that he says this he says you are blessed of the lord which made heaven and earth how do you know god made heaven and earth genesis chapter one and one says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth so who are you talk about the same individual now check this part out though he says the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's. Y'all with me so far? The heavens, even the heavens are the Lord. But, but the earth has he given to the children of men. Say, everybody say same thing. Same thing he said in Genesis chapter one. I have given you this and i have given you rulership and i have given you reign 
over the earth. And I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to replenish it. I want you to subdue it. He says, I want you, God is telling this from the very beginning, and I want you to have rulership over the, all the things that creep upon the earth. The only thing that you don't have rulership over is another individual. Why? Because God didn't give you authority over another person's spirit. He didn't give you authority over somebody else. He gave you authority in accordance to uh, the book of Luke, uh, I believe it's verse number uh, 10 and 19, how he's giving you us authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you, but he did not give you authority over another human being's spirit. You don't. And to try to use the authority given to you to manipulate another person or force another person to go in one direction or another. You know what that's called? Manipulation, which is another form of witchcraft. God will ne never respond to that. He, if you take authority over the spirit that's trying to influence them, that's one thing. But try to take authority over that person's spirit, that is illegal. That is manipulation. That is witchcraft. And God will never answer that prayer. I know, right? You got that one aunt, uncle who, who can be crazy at times. Well, you don't say, I, I bind up Sister Betty in the name of Jesus. No, you bind up that spirit that's behind it. You bind up the spirit that the uh, satanic or demonic force that's influencing uh, Aunt Betty to cause her to think this way or cause her to respond this way, but you do not have authority over another person's spirit. That is illegal in the spirit. And that's called witchcraft. And God will never answer that prayer. So God has given you and I dominion, rulership and reign and authority in the earth to do what? To bring about his, his will his kingdom, his rule, ram, his nature, his culture, his lifestyle, as we're praying that his will, his original intents, plans and purposes be accomplished in the earth, just like it is in heaven. We had a word of the Lord not long ago, and this is what he said. He said, God does nothing in the earth without man. And man can do nothing in the earth without God. Why is that? Because remember, God, even God, have the heavens, even the heavens are God's, but the earth did he give to the children of men. So what did God do? Uh, based on his own word, why do you have to pray according to God's will that his kingdom come, his will be done? Because it would, uh, in order to be in the earth, it's illegal for a spirit to be in the earth without a body. That's why even the adversary had to get the serpent to, to yield his body up to the serpent so that he would have expression in the earth. God said, God can do, he says, God does nothing in the earth without man and man can do nothing in the earth without God. Establishing the kingdom of God in the earth starts by getting the kingdom of God into the hearts of men. So God had to get, has to get the kingdom of God, his nature, his culture, his lifestyle into the hearts of men so that God has 
rulership, remember dominion, rulership on the earth, but he get, has rulership on the earth through men because he gave the earth to men and for God to try to intervene apart from a man or woman praying that his nature, his culture and lifestyle comfort would be illegal. He would violate his word. And God will never violate his word. That's the same reason why when Adam and Eve was in the garden and Adam, God is sitting there watching what's playing out, people will say, why did God not get involved to try to stop Eve? Because it would have been illegal for him to intervene in that situation when he had already given authority, he had already gave dominion, rulership and reign to the man and the adversary knew that. The adversary knew it. So they, he knew God couldn't do anything. So in order for them to the situation to stop, the man who had the rulership and reign had to operate in that rulership and reign. Can I tell you something? It's the same thing today. The adversary knows that God can't do anything in the earth unless a man or woman of God prays that his kingdom, his nature, his culture, his lifestyle come and that his original intents and plans be done in the earth just like they are in heaven. If you don't pray for God's kingdom to come, guess what? His nature, his culture, his lifestyle won't be manifest in the earth, just like it is in heaven. So again, who are you? Who, who, who's waiting on who? You say you're waiting on God. I can tell you this. God says, I'm waiting on you. He says this. He says, for my, he says this. He says that, glory to God. He says, for the kingdom of God is within you now. God's nature, his culture, his lifestyle is in you now if you're a born again believer. He says, but you can't even see or comprehend the kingdom of God without being born again. So when you go talking in Christianese to people who have no understanding about what the kingdom of God is all about, they have no concept of what it is you're talking about. Why is that? I'm gonna answer that question for you. You say it, could, it couldn't be that simple. It's that simple. God is waiting on you and me as men and women of God to pray and, and invite him in so his nature, his culture and lifestyle will be accomplished in the earth. His kingdom will come to the earth that his will, his original plans, intents and purpose will be accomplished in the earth, just like they are in heaven. Now, why is it that when you start talking to people uh, on your job or on in your house or at the grocery store about uh, God's kingdom, kingdom, they have no concept of it? Well, turn with me over to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. And this is what he says. He says, because God's ways are higher than your ways. God's ways are higher than the world's ways. Even if you went to start talking to your to your prime minister or you went to go talk to your premier about the things of God, if you did not how, know how to put it in a way that they could understand it, they would not have a concept, a clue is what it is you're talking about. This is what he said in Isaiah chapter 55, verse seven. He says this. He says, let the wicked, let the wicked, those who are without covenant, those who are not in, in, in covenant with God, those who are not operating according to God's kingdom. He says, let the wicked forsake his way and, and let the unrighteous, those who are not in right standing with God, forsake his thoughts. 
and let him return to the Lord, get back in right relationship, get back in right position, get back into the way that God does things. He says, and let him return it to the Lord. And he, he says, and he will have passion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And most people stop right there. See, my thoughts are not God's thoughts and my ways are not God's ways. So I might as well just give up what well, God says. But if you pray that my kingdom, my nature, my culture and lifestyle come, that my purposes, plans and wills be accomplished, be done in the urges like in heaven. He says, I'll share it with you. He says, he says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. If you're comparing the kingdom of God and the, and the world system way, God's ways are higher than the world's way. God's way of doing things, his nature, his culture and lifestyle, his government, his moral values all those things of peace and all that that are involved are higher in the kingdom of God than they are in the world's way. Why? Because the world's way is very temporal. God's ways never change. You say, how do you know? I'm about to show it to you. Go with me. Continue going. It says for my thoughts are not your thoughts. It says that so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts is how do you know? He says, for the rain, as far as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God says, so will my word be, which goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. In other words, the world is talking about doing it one way, but God says, hey, I will send forth my word. And when I send forth my word into your situation and circumstance, it will accomplish that which I please and prosper in the things where to I've sent it. It will not return to me void or empty it will not it will not return without accomplishing what i desire but how do you get that to happen you says god's word coming out of his mouth how does it work when you're in prayer when you're spending time with god this is what happens if you go into prayer and you're doing all the talking you are not in prayer. You're in a monologue, not in a dialogue. A dialogue is where two people, one person is sharing, another person is giving theirs. Another person is sharing, another person is responding. If you are doing all the talking and you walk out, amen, hallelujah, and walk out, and you say, man, I went to prayer. I was in prayer for an hour. I didn't get anything. You say, why is that? Because you did not give the one who had all the answers time to respond to the things that you said. It says, what happens when you go to God and say, God, I'm praying that your kingdom come, your will, your nature, your culture, your lifestyle comes that your so that your will, your plans and your purpose and original intent be accomplished, be done 
in the this territory where I'm at, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your in your own your job, whether it's in your nation, whether it's in your community, I'm praying that your that it your will your will be done in this in the nation of Canada, in the city of Greeley, in the province of Ontario, in the nation of Canada in all of North America. I'm praying that will, Father God, in the name of you, that it comes in the earth just like it is in heaven. And you're saying, Father, I'm going to seek your way of doing it. What do you, it says, what will God give you? God will give you a word. Why? Because it says in Psalms 107 and 20, it says he sent forth his word and healed them all and delivered them out of all their destruction. How did he do it? He sent a word. God, everything with God starts with a word. In fact, we talked about this last week and it quotes to Romans chapter 10, verses eight, nine, and 10. He talked about how, you know, but what saith it? The word is near thee. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if you, if you will confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved, healed, delivered, protected, made whole. For with the heart, a person believes resulting in righteousness and with their mouth, confession is made unto healing, unto salvation, unto deliverance, unto wholeness. So everything with God starts with a word. His way, remember, his ways are higher than our ways. It says when he sends forth a word out of his mouth, he's when you go to him in prayer, he gives you a word concerning your situation. When his word goes forth out of his mouth, comes into your ears goes into your ego is in your heart you receive god is all he's not talking to your head he's talking to your spirit because spirit speaks to spirit he sends a word he gives you a word concerning your situation it's a word that's come out of his mouth when that word comes out of his mouth goes into your heart you believe it you speak that word out of your mouth guess what happens you remember, because the kingdom of God is on the inside of you, when you speak forth his word out of your mouth, you are putting that word into action. You are sowing that word, just like he says, when I sow a word, when I send forth a word, it does not return to me void. But it has to be the word of the Lord that God gave you concerning that situation and circumstance. What did it say? Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth believe in your heart. If you have not gotten a rhema word, a spoken word from God on that situation, you're not operating in faith and you're not operating according to the kingdom of God. How do you know that it's all about the word according to the kingdom? I'm glad you asked. Luke chapter eight, Luke chapter eight, verse number five, glory to God. Hallelujah. And Jesus is talking to the member and says, God's ways are higher than the world's ways. So when we're talking to the world who aren't born again, and you're talking to them in Christianese, it, they can't even comprehend what you're talking about unless you give it to them in a parable because Jesus, when he's talking to people in parable, he's giving them the principle of the thing. Luke chapter eight, verse five says this. It says, the sower went out to sow his seed. 
and he sowed his seed and some fell beside the road and it was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it was no moisture and other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and with it and choked it and other seed fell in good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times great. Then it says, and as he said these things, he could call, he would call out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he says, his disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant. And Jesus, this is what Jesus said to them. He says, to you who are in covenant with me, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God are God's way of doing things. He says, but to the, to the rest, it is a parable. Why? So that seeing that they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Why? He says, because they're not in covenant with me. They won't even be, because they're not born again, because they're not in covenant with me, they're not in right relationship with me. He says, and their thoughts are not even my thoughts and their ways aren't even my ways. He says, because they're falling after their unrighteous and wicked ways. He says, I say it to them in the parable, even though they hear it, they don't understand it. Even though they see it, they can't, they, they can't comprehend it. He says, but to you has been given to know what is the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word. So the sower sows the seed, the sower sows the word. And depending on what they did with the word, determine what kind of harvest they or if they was going to receive a harvest at all. It was not dependent upon God. It was dependent on the hearts of the, of the, on the individuals who heard the word, whether they heard the word, they received the word, they believed the word, they begin to speak the word, they begin to act out on the word, they had an earnest expectation that the manifestation of that word was going to come to pass. It was not dependent upon God. The same way it was then is the same way it is now because we're still praying, Father, may your kingdom, your nature, your culture, your lifestyle come. Father, may your will, your original intents and purposes and plans be done in this earth, in this territory, in the earth, just like it is in heaven. But in order for that to happen, God can do nothing in the earth without a man. Everything he's going to do. When people say, you know, their situation, search what's going on, you know, God's got to do something. He is doing something, but he's going to use you. He's going to use me. He's going to use other members of the body of Christ to get his purposes and plans and pursuits accomplished in the earth. God cannot just do whatever he wants to do in the earth apart from man because it will be illegal for him to do that. Is that simple? I'm going to tell you, I told you I had an example from one of my, from uh, two of my nephews, and this is what happened. We was playing on the swings probably a couple of years ago now since all the corona stuff's been going on. And I told them this, I said this to them, as long as you stay on the swings, you'll be safe. 
as long as you stay on the swings, you're going to be safe. Guess what? The youngest one, he had a situation with, and he was telling his grandma, grandma, in order for you to be safe, all you got to do is go out there to the swing. And if you're going to be on the swing, you'll be safe. Because Uncle Milton said that as long as you're in the swings, you'll be safe. I gave, I gave him a word. He heard that word. He received that word. He believed that word. He began to speak that word and he began to act out on it. I'll give you another example. Another example, uh, when my other nephew says he has a superhero, but he's not going to tell y'all who he is because he's his secret weapon. And he believes that no matter what the situation is, the circumstances, if I call him, he is going to come and he's going to take care of the enemy. He's going to take care of the bad guy. That's something we said to him two years ago. Hey, man, if you ever have a situation, just call. Man, I'm going to come running and we'll take care of the situation. What did I give him? I gave him the word. He heard the word. He believed the word. He received the word. He spoke the word out of his mouth and he act like it is so. Even when he was going through tests and trials at his young age, he still remembered the same word that was spoken to him years ago. And everybody, uh, his family, of course, his parents know who we are, but they're like, who is this guy who's telling him this? And he takes it hook, line, and sinker. He, does it, he doesn't try, try to try to, you know, search the Greek and the Hebrew. He receives what it is the word says, and he acts like his soul. And God says, when you are praying for my kingdom to come, that my will be done, and I give you a word, and you speak that word back to me, and you hold on to it, and through the test, the trials, the tribulation, when all H-E double hockey stick is going on around you, but you hold fast to that word, he says, it will not return to you, boy. It must accomplish that, which you please, but it has to be a word sent from the Lord. Why? Because then he watches over that word to perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. You say, it couldn't be that simple. But God says, it's so simple, even a child could do it. It's so simple, even a child can do it. My little nephew, he was in a little situation today. He was like, all I got to do is call Uncle Milk and he going to come. He going to take care of this for me because the, the little evil thing is going to go away from me. A word of, it, it, he's, he's got to be four years old, a word of a child. That's why Jesus says, in order for you to, you got to come and receive it like a little child. God's word never returns to his boy. His word always works. His kingdom all is, it, it always works. His kingdom is not dependent upon the world system. His kingdom is not based off our, our, the world's economy. His kingdom doesn't depend on who's in office. His, none of that influences his kingdom. His kingdom works. His ways work every time. It supersedes. It's higher than the systems of this world. It's higher than any government. It's higher than any degree. It's higher than any intellect. There's nothing that compares to it. And it's so simple. Even a child could do it. Are you ready to be childlike today? Not childish, but childlike. So simple. God says it's so simple. The kingdom of God is so simple. Even a child can do it. Get the word into your heart. 
Confess it out of your mouth. Get the word down into your heart. Confess it out of your mouth and see God's results no matter what. Glory to God. Well, I'd like to give you an opportunity to do that right now. If you the father said that at the beginning of the year, I gave you this word that 2022 will be the, the year of the Lord's blessing and favor. He says it is not contingent upon what the world system or situation is. He says this, and he says in, in, in Proverbs chapter 22, he Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22 says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes you truly rich and adds no sorrow to it, neither does any amount of toiling in the world system increase it. You're operating according to the kingdom. You're operating best, best on the, the blessing is, is attached to the kingdom. That's why you got to learn how to operate in faith. Why? Because faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith is the currency in the kingdom of God. You have to operate according to faith in the kingdom of God in order to see God's perfect will and plans be accomplished in the earth in your territory, in your province, your city, your nation, your world. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that right now. And again, we already talked about it in accordance to Romans chapter 10, verses eight, nine, and 10, that it, it says the word is near you, even in your heart and in your mouth, that's the word of faith, which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you ne never made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, and you'd like to do so today, man, I'd like to give you that opportunity to do that right now. If you've already made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, but you know you have gotten off and you want to get back in right relationship with him, I want to give you that opportunity to do that right now. If you say, I've been walking with the Lord, but I haven't been operating according to the kingdom of God, I've still been leaning to my, my own understanding. I'm still trying to find my own way. I'm still operating according to this world system. I want to give you an opportunity to repent and turn from it right now. And it's as simple as repeating this prayer after me, confessing it with your mouth, believing it in your heart, and you shall see the manifestation of it. So repeat this after me, dear heavenly father. In the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. I believe he was put in a grave, but he's alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now to heal me now, deliver me now, and make me whole right now in the name of Jesus. I receive it right now by faith. Right now I'm healed. Right now I'm delivered. Right now I'm made whole. Right now I'm free. In Jesus' name, Fill me with your love and your Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I want to welcome you into right back in the right position. Welcome you to the kingdom of God. Welcome you back into right position and relationship with God. Man, hey, and even if you, you pray that before and you come back, man, welcome back. Welcome back to the house. Now, what's the next step? Man, your next step is to get into a good Bible-based church to teach you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, teach you about the kingdom of God, how to operate according to the love of God in the name of Jesus. I believe Ignite to Life is that place. So if you want to join us each Saturday evening at 5 p.m. right here in the great city of of Wrigley right outside of Ottawa. Man, we love to have you join us at 5 p.m. each Saturday afternoon. Also, if you're too far away and you can only catch us by the stream, man, we're, again, we're here at 5 every Saturday. Man, we love to have you join us uh, and fellowship with us in Jesus' name. Now, if you're watching this online or you're watching this or you're listening to it via uh, the podcast at Ignite, the number two uh life ignite to life podcast man hey subscribe pass it on share it with a friend and everything so and if you are watching us on youtube man click on the subscribe button and everything and like it so that hey more people can enjoy this great teaching well on behalf of minister juin and myself and the entire night nation we want to thank you for joining us today and remember this it's so simple even a child can do it God bless you. Have a great week.